Good evening and welcome back to the latest episode of the Magicast. I'm your host, Scott Monroe. Welcome to episode 209. This is will be a review of the first game of the Serie A season, which Roma drew 2-2 with Salonatana. And also we'll be doing a, a short tribute to a legendary Italian coach who sadly passed away at the weekend, age 86, in Carlo Mazzone, uh, who had spells at Bologna, Brescia, Livorno, Roma, Cagliari. He coached Roberto Baggio, Andrea Pirlo, Totti, and currently the Manchester City boss, Pep Guardiola, who paid tribute in his own way with a lovely T-shirt in his press conference after Newcastle lost at Manchester City on Saturday evening in the Premier League, one goal to nil. Uh, thanks for a goal from Julian Alvarez. Uh, with me today is just Joey. How are you, Joey? Uh, I'm all right, Scott. Uh, could be could be a little better, but uh, things look, things are good. How are you? I'm not too bad. Um, not too bad. Football was quite fun for me this weekend. Uh, as you know, I'm a Swindon fan, and we drew five five at Wrexham, whose goalkeeper then retired today. And some of the goals were quite dodgy, and I think it may be on the Disney. Um, docu-series that they're doing on club uh, on Wrexham AFC at the moment thanks to the two owners the two Ryans in uh, one Ryan Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney but Calcio's back isn't it Joey Calcio's back with has um, the legendary of Luca Tone Fabio Cannavaro and Fabio Capello would say in that in that wonderful advert yeah, Calcio is back. We already saw some uh, some chaotic uh, results. Obviously, we'll get into, especially with our own teams. So, but uh, the chaos is the chaos. Sorry, has already begun. Can't wait to uh, to get into it to a full season. Before we start, which games did you actually watch over the weekend? I watched Inter uh, win two zero. Good game by them. Um, I watched uh, Lazio's brilliant, brilliant meltdown in the last few minutes. But you know what? Lecce, really, that second half, they outplayed them. They actually deserved it. Lazio, I, I didn't see anything out of them. Diverse is their coach now, isn't it, Lecce? Yes, he is. And he did a he did a wonderful job yesterday. I, I cannot say that they got lucky in any way. They really deserved at least a draw. But they went in there and they got they got the result. They turned a 1-0 down to two one up within just a couple of minutes, but they were they were pressing. They had the ball a lot. They really impressed me. And I watched um, Napoli. Uh, yeah, I watched that the win. And Osimhen is just he's just an animal. It's crazy how good he is. Uh, they look really good. Uh, I know they didn't have the you know they didn't play the best of opponents in uh, Frosinone, but they looked. Um, they look good. They look good, Napoli. They really look good, and they'll uh, they'll be competing this year. Yeah, I completely agree. Excuse me, about to yawn there. <laughs> sorry. Um, sorry, if I bore you. No, <laughs> no, sorry. I've got I, I've got coffee with me. Sorry. Um, I watched Napoli. I think they did well in the heats because I I I applaud anyone who plays football in that heat. I think yesterday. I think the. Uh, was it like 34 degrees in Rome? I think it was like 36, 37 in other parts of Italy. Um, I thought Napoli did well after a sloppy start. Both goals by Osman were outstanding. Um, I watched Genoa Fiorentina. My God, Fiorentina played well. They come out 
and just absolutely tore General General apart. Bonaventura at his age, oh, just unbelievable. Um, and then I watched the game yesterday, um, which we will talk about. Um, but before we start, sadly, we lost a, a, a legend in the football game at the weekend. Um, sadly, Carlo Mazzoni sadly passed away at the age of 86. Um, former former Roma coach in the 93 to 96, where they finished, he finished seventh, fifth, fifth, got to a UEFA Cup quarter final and lost to Slavia Prague on away goals. Um, he kick-started a career for the gladiator of Rome in Francesco Totti. Done amazing jobs all around Italy, I think Ascoli, uh, Livorno, Bologna on more than one occasion, um, Brescia, the list goes on. Uh, and at Brescia, there's some moments in there. There is a viral clip that I do urge anyone to search out for because it's it's Calcio gold, it's football gold in it, in its all glory. I think it is Roberto Baggio scoring the equaliser for Brescia against Atalanta. And I think he must have been in his mid-60s at the time. Mazzoni runs down the touchline to celebrate in front of the Atalanta fans who have been giving him stick all game. I would urge anyone to to find it on YouTube. It's already been bounded about around social media. This is a man who defined Andrea Pirlo's career and switched in from an attacking midfielder to a deep line playmaker. Um, Pep Guardiola, who is now probably one of the best coaches in world football, coach of Manchester City, who just won the treble, has already won their fourth trophy of this this year on Wednesday, he paid a lovely tribute wearing a nice T-shirt. Uh, and he's paid tribute. He said he's won a, 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 like made him as a footballer, not as made him as a club. He, when he went to Italy, he said he learned a lot of things differently of him. And it's just, it's a sad day in football. Uh, and it's a sad day in Italian football as well, Joey, that a legend is no longer with us. I know we were probably a lot younger when he had his career in the 90s. But I think I got to see him when I got to watch Italian football in the mid-90s to early 2000s. And you got to see his fingerprints on on Italian football. Yeah, he definitely did. It's it's uh, it's too bad. I mean, it's, it's a little bit of a regret not being able to watch him, uh, you know, more as an adult uh, because I was I was very, very young. Uh, so I, I don't remember as much about him as maybe others do, but yeah, he's, uh, from everything I, I've read or seen or watched past games of him for who he's coached, you know, what the brilliant work he, he did, Bologna, Brescia, uh, the work he did with Roma. Uh, yeah, it's just sad to, to lose a legend like that. It is. It's a sad day in football. Um, I was a little heartbroken when I saw the news on Saturday because, he is a legend in football. He's done such a, a great job in Italian football. Like he coached Roberto Baggio at the end of his career, and it just like gave Baggio 
a new lease of life in the latter latter parts of his career. So rest in peace, Carlo Mazzone. And there were some lovely tributes around in Serie A this weekend with a million, um, a million, a minute silence um, before all the games this weekend and today. Um, should we get into the crux of it, Joey? Um, Roma 2, Salonatana 2, Andrea Bellotti with a brace and Antonio Candreva rolling back the years and only scoring Golatho after Golatho against Roma this season uh, and last season. Um, I don't think it was a bad performance. I think Roma had the momentum and then Mancini misses a, a, a chance at two at 1-0 over the bar. Misses the interception because he gets dragged out by an attacker. And then Candreva scores that worldie. And then Candreva scores another worldie. And then there were some subs that changed the game. 2-2, Roma huffed and puffed. But is it the end of the world as we know it? No. Um, Initial reaction or thought would always be like, well, here we go again. You know, end of the world, but... I like to always reflect and look back of what teams do in previous seasons a little bit. And it's early days, right? I mean, Inter, who may, I know our goal is to make Champions League. Inter, who made Champions League, Juventus, who, you know, could have made it without the penalty. Mm. By by the the second game, they dropped points. I remember when Juventus tied Sampdoria, who were absolutely dreadful. They dropped points against Sampdoria the second game of last season or whatever. The nil nil. Exactly. And yeah. I remember Inter losing to Lazio. I know Lazio's are a bigger team, but it, it's still a game you lose. It's just to say that these type of games against these tricky opponents can happen, even if it's early. I'm not used to Roma not getting maximum points on the first day. It's been it's been a long while since Roma haven't won match day one, if I'm not mistaken. Definitely a few years. I think it's 10, year, 10 12 years. Y- yeah, exactly. I'm not used to it, but again... I looked at that, I reflected, saying, no, it's not the end of the world. You have 37 other games to make up. And what you actually saw on the field yesterday was a little different than what we're used to. We we are improving. Uh, we're finding solutions from problems we had last year. I truly believe, uh, we might talk this at the end about the, uh, the Mercato and the striker situation, but I truly believe if all that is sorted out, we will certainly score more goals this year. We have the players and the capability to do so. We saw it during Salernitana. The last time we played Salernitana, which we drew 2-2, a lot of people were complaining of how much how much little we had the ball until we were behind and you know how much other teams were dominating play against us. I didn't feel that at all this game. For sure, there's going to be phases where other teams are going to have the ball more. Uh, I mean, it happens to everybody. But Throughout the whole game, I thought Roma were the better team. They should have won. Even the players said it, although they wouldn't say otherwise. Beyond two world goals by Contreva and a bit of a mistake, Mancini. I'll even throw in Cristante, Scott, if you rewatch The goal, uh, yes. Play. Yes. I know Mancini stepped out, but there was a late one in Contreva, and Cristante was just walking. He didn't really go to. I, I, he doesn't have to fully get in the box to track, but like he just was walking. So he still scored a brilliant goal, Kandreva. Second one, uh, again, um, I guess there was a bit of miscommunication because uh, it was Cristante who was actually marking the back post. And I guess Spinazzola was inside after, I, I think, a Roma attack. And he, he obviously misjudged the flight again. And 
he scored another worldie. Those are things we can we can definitely cut out. Like Roma ended up giving up a point three six xg and they scored two goals. When that happens, it means you gave up world class goals that are that are not easy to score, but are also unstoppable. Like they're unstoppable when they're actually hit, and that's what Kandreva did. A, a little bit of mistakes, but. I mean, I still see a positive going forward. We moved the ball well. Uh, the subs that came in really changed the game, as you mentioned. But our our biggest downfall that game, in my opinion, there was obviously problems, but our biggest downfall is we get a second goal from Balotti. He was cramping. We needed to sub him. We didn't really have anybody else, and mm-hmm. there's just no trust in Solbakken, right, because Pagano came on. So the only thing I'm worried, Scott, and I mentioned this pre-pod, is I think we will give up more goals this year. I I have a take that Smalling will regress a little bit, so he might not be as he was last season. I kind of saw it a little bit, and the lack of the Matic, um, Matic just being there, the lack of his experience shielding the the uh, the front the the back three, and also we're we're more in a single pivot rather than a double. Mm-hmm. I think we want, might give up more goals, but we will score more given if we resolve all the problems with the strikers and we figure out what to do with these uh, these wingbacks because it's uh, it's a bit of a problem. For, in my opinion, I think it's besides Patricio, it's going to be our weakest uh, position going forward. The subs did a job when they came on. I thought Paredes completely changed the complexion of the game. I think we've got a DM, which is a deep-line playmaker, and we've got Renato Sanchez, who's a what would you say a box to box midfielder with a bit of energy. Yes, he's actually a, a wonderful progressor of the ball with yes. the ball at his feet, and he can bully off people. Like we saw that in a glimpse yesterday. Something we haven't had in a midfielder in a very long time. And the two wing backs did a job when they came on. They attacked. I would say a tired looking Salonatano in the last twenty minutes. I think the the four subs completely changed it. Karstorp had that wonderful pass which he laid off right near the end and I think if Renato Sanchez didn't get blocked off which was good defended by San Natana, I think it could have been 3-2 because it was a great, I think it was Paredes who, who found him and then the pullback and also Zaleski gear when he came on was just attacking down the, the left hand side um, I do agree with you. I think we'll miss a bit of like defensive control, but you might get that with Paredes, with his, shall we say, Argentinian shithousery, would you say? Yeah, he has that little bit of shithousery. It's in that him little sure. snarl that... and gall in him, yeah. Yeah, he, he definitely does, but he's going to help move the play forward. I mean, mm. Matic, uh, I'll give him you know, mostly everything else with composure, with uh, defensive capabilities, with commanding um, the midfield. But Paredes, if there's one quality of him, is getting the ball forward and making ridiculously good passes. That's what he's always been good at. I hope he's improved other aspects of the game. I I can't say I followed him, you know, when he left Roma. I mean, he went to Zenit at first, and I really watched the Russian League. And uh, then he came back to PSG. I mean, he played in some big games, had a pretty good World Cup. So maybe he has improved from the time he's been here. And he really did change the game. I thought Sanchez did as well. I thought the wingbacks, 
it as well. And I'm more and more convinced as a going forward, at least wing back, I'm more convinced on the right. I still think Karsdorp might be our best one. We'll give Christensen some time to settle in, but he may very well be our, our best one. But we still, to me, Scott, we still have a problem at the wing backs. But going back, what you're mentioning, sorry, I was ranting. Going back on no, Paredes, no. I think he'll be a huge improvement. It's just, do are they going to be able to bench Cristante for him if he outplays him? That's, mm, that's what that's we'll have the problem, to yeah. tell. So. Well, I think Roman looked a little bit better when... Uh, I'll say it, and I'll say it quietly and not quietly. Roman looked better when Cristante went to centre-half because, as you said, I, I hate to say it because he had one not-so-great season and he's had two really good seasons with Roma. It wasn't Smalling's best game. I'm not writing him off already. The criminal. You can have one bad game and it's, no, it happens. But I think him and Mancini looks a little bit uh, they got dragged around a little bit, didn't they, by the fluidity of San Natana when they're on the ball? Yes, they certainly did. And uh, just to clarify, Scott, I'm not writing Smalling off in any way. I'm just saying he had such a great season last season. I think the regression is, I don't know if he can sort of repeat it. It might not fully be on him, but it might be that Mourinho is more daring, that we have the, the plethora of midfield options, mm. which are better in terms of with the ball at their feet rather than defensive coverage. I, I just think in that sense, we might, you know, have less protection for Smalling and it goes, you know, for Mancini and Llorente, which Llorente had a brilliant game in my opinion. Um, I just think like he'll regress in that sense where he won't be as what he was last season, but that could also be the structure of the team and what they are going forward. But yeah, you're right. I think him and Mancini struggle a little bit with the fluidity against Salernitana. Um, Shall we talk about the elephant in the room? Well, it's not an elephant in the room. It's relief. Mr. Bellotti scored his first league goals for Roma. And two really good goals. He did have a goal chalked off by VAR. By the barest of margins. With this new offside. Well, it's not new. It's been around in Serie A for a while. But he looked good, didn't he, Joey? He looked fitter. um, Took his chances really well. Um, ran his socks off. Um, I think he looks leaner. I, I always said if he had a pre-season with Roma, I think this is the second season where he could do some damage for for the in the goal-scoring charts. And match day one, he bagged himself a brace. Could have had a hat trick. Maybe could have had a penalty. Nudge, nudge, uh, wink, wink. Yes, yeah, I could. I didn't saw. Yeah, I can I, see. I'm, I'm not blaming referees. I just first don't want to complain about refs. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've done that much over the weekend. Um, <laughs> but it was soft. But I have seen them given. But I thought he played really, really well. Uh, he certainly did. I hated on Balotti last season, but I mean, so far, he. I think he. I think he's hurt all of us. He's hurt everybody who's gone against him, and he really proved them wrong. I mean, he saved Roma a point, right? And he scored two brilliant goals. He was offside by a toenail for his first goal. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. But he took he took his chances very well. I, th- I thought he played a brilliant game. He did much better than Al Sharari. Um, Al Sharari, I'll still say, you know, he's better coming off the bench. He's um, he, he is, like, his best role, I think, is a super sub. 
but uh, again, we didn't have really the choice. But back to Bellotti, he he did super well. I can't say a bad thing about him. He ran his socks off. The only thing I felt bad is uh, like he was cramping. He he ran so much he was cramping, and it was just tough at the end to to find a winner uh, with that you know with that condition. It's not on him. It's it's on the team having a replacement. But uh, I got to give him full praise. He really he got us a lead and saved us a point. So good for him. Um, final question about yesterday's game. Then we could talk about the striker situation, and then some listeners' questions before we wrap up. We finish this first proper pod of a review of a season. Um, do you like the three-five-two? The setup's quite good. I quite like it. Midfield yeah. balance, attack balance. I think Dybala and Pellegrini for Saturday away at Verona, who won at M- Empoli. I think they both come in. Um, Dybala is the second striker. Technically, would you call it like a three-five-one-one? Yeah, essentially, uh, just less defensive work for Dybala. But I, I like the five across the line of the midfield. Mm. I think uh, we're best suited for it with the players we have. I I don't want to see the only one. Maybe is someone like Cristante. I think might be a little better in a double pivot. Rather than a single, you need to really work hard and cover a lot of ground as a single. You need to be smart, which he is, but I just he's always shown a little better in a double. But overall, I think we're better in a single pivot. Uh, guys like Pellegrini can play the eight. Same with Awar. Same with Sanchez as a true box-to-box. Same with Bove running up and down. I just think we're better suited. I like the balance. I think we just have a few things to figure out, especially with the, the wing backs, as I mentioned. Mm-hmm. They need to be. Again, you you look at Inter Scott, they play this exact thing with the 3-5-2 and look at their wing backs between Dumfries, um, they even have Quadrado as a backup, and then you have DeMarco and Carlos Augusto. And mm. it just it's world of a difference to ours. If those wing backs don't succeed, we will not succeed in this formation. They just have to step it up and, and really get it going. It, it can't be another year of Dybala just doing everything he can. But it doesn't seem we scored two goals without him. Yeah. So it, it took us, um, which match day was it? I think match day four last year against Monza, if I'm not mistaken. We scored one at Juventus, uh, one at Cremine- one with Cremonese, and one with one Sanitana. One at Sanitana, yeah. First three games. So it so we already scored two goals, and we could have even scored more. So we looked okay, and we, we didn't have the ball. So I like the balance. I think it works well for the midfielders we have. And uh, just the guys got to just get up to speed. Uh, even Awar said it's made. It was his first game in Italy, completely different. So I, these guys are smart players. They'll definitely get up to speed. And I think the three-five-two is going to suit them uh, suit them the best. I thought Awar had a, a, a good, solid debut. Um, there were some good char- characteristics from him. And he, he linked up well down the left, left-hand side. I do think the three-five-two slash... 3-5-1-1 with Dybala given that free roll behind the striker. I think it will work because you have the balance of the midfield if, like, Mourinho, because they probably be still in the stands. I do see the midfield on Saturday being Cristante, Pellegrini and Awar with Dybala and Bellotti up top. I think I'd be pretty happy with that, with that going into the Milan game the following Friday also. Yeah, I think so. We we have some options coming back now. Um, obviously, we can put El Shirari back on the bench. Yeah. We need him uh, to sub. Or can play his left wing back. 
or left wing back. And to be honest, Scott, he at times last year he was our best wing back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially going forward, uh, just we got to figure that out. But regardless, uh, we'll have options. Obviously, Pellegrini is going to start. Dybala is going to start. So this will give Awar a rest to come in. It's who's to me. It's the question is. Does Cristante Paredes play? That's what Mourinho's got to manage. And who's going to be the the third midfielder? I I think Pellegrini is obviously a lock right now. I should Cristante should be a lock, but again, you never know. And then who's going to be the third one? I I thought Bovey was all right, but the ball at his feet it wasn't a great day for him. I think he's best used still as a sub right now. Breaking up play, coming in the last like 20, 30 minutes, and then yeah, breaking it up. Depending the situation, of course if we're up by a goal. So it might be Sanchez. I hope he stays healthy because to me, he's he's going to be one of our best midfielders going forward. So, um, yeah, I think we'll have a different look and I think we'll have a, we'll have a good showing against uh, Hellas Verona. Fingers crossed that is six days time. Oh, no, five days time. This time five days. Yeah, fr- Saturday. Saturday evening kickoff. And then the following week, Roma play Friday night. So it's... Um, before the international break, and then you've got that uh, Euro 2024 qualifiers. Um, so I'll come to you, Joey. Striker situation. Uh, you watched Santos last night against Gremio, um, and Roma's target scored. I I didn't actually check the score. Did it finish one all? No, it uh, it actually finished. I think it was two one Santos or three one Santos. Ooh. I'll send you the clip later. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you the clip later. It's it's actually funny, Scott. I watched the game, which um, Leonardo was brilliant. He had a brilliant run inside, inside out. He he started running towards the inside, and he uh, he got the defender turning, and then he immediately cut outwards. He gave him a lane that, that they passed through. They gave him a, a pass, and he, he slotted it beautifully with his left foot. What a player. I mean, his off-ball instincts are tremendous, and I, I hope we get this deal done. I really, I'm really getting a lot, like, I'm really getting excited just watching. I, I've been watching Santos games and it keeps me watching just because of him. So I hope they get this deal done. But the game itself, Scott, I'll send you the clip after. It's the the funniest thing ever. They scored in the 90th to win the game. Yeah, uh, who, who, first, I think. Julio Furch, who's their new uh, uh, Argentinian striker. Is he Argentinian or Mexican? I think... Uh, Argentinian? Uh, I'm just going to quickly... We are... Uh, Argentinian, yes. Julio Fudge. Yeah, so he he came on for Leonardo in the 87th, and I think a ball is cleared off a corner kick, and everybody thought the ball was going out, Scott. Nobody moved. It, it looked like a, like, a, like a kid's game. Nobody moved, and the ball didn't go out, and Santos were first to react, and they were on like a four-on-or, four-on-one. And they scored an open net. They just uh-huh. passed it across and scored an open net. Yeah, it was it was one of the funniest things ever. Everyone thought the ball was going out, so they all stopped moving. It was off a corner kick uh, that Santos was defending. They just took the ball. The ball stayed in. They took the ball, and I'll say I'll send it to you later. It was really funny. So that's how they won the game. But regardless, uh, Leonardo was brilliant. He, he played super well, and I really have high hopes for the guy. I just. Again, I hope we sign him for January because we are struggling right now to find, I, I don't know, any striker that's linked to Roma right now. It's just, it's just, it's like a soap opera, really. It's just, even the Zapata deal, which I know we're getting into, 
it's just a soap opera. Everyone's everybody, all the like you know the the good reporters that we trust said that the deal was very close and going to be done. And now we're hearing things about Gasparini trying to convince Zapata to stay because he's going to start him, and it's just it's really just back and forth, and we just we cannot find the striker to come help us right now. I've just seen that um, Roma have been linked with a, a footballer who's just got released by his club today. Uh, which one? Uh, he's English. Oh, yeah. yeah I, uh, I don't know what to think about that. No, but I he's hope more of a winger, Scott. He's yeah. Uh, he's yeah, wing wing forward. Oh, Joyce, uh, I hope it's not true. It is talk sport here in the UK who've put that in. Um, I would, uh, hopefully, if the club is smart, they won't touch him with a barge pole. I don't think many clubs is will. Is talk sport credible in the UK? Mm, you can hear the cynicism in my voice. Okay. I wouldn't take it with a pinch of salt, but... Uh, I hope not. I hope not. But the less we talk about that, the better. Um, so, is the, Sapata, the Duvan Sapata deal going to happen, or are they going to go to another another striker? That's that's what we don't know. Is lately, what's reported is uh, is that Sky mentioned that they were not they they didn't find an agreement yet, and that Gasparini has been wanting him to stay. Choice. Because he's going to be a first choice starter, which I don't know how it can be when you sign, you know, you just signed the Catalare, who is only playing striker because they want to, they play a three five two, and that's who replaced mm. Zapata yesterday. Zapata only played forty five minutes. You have Lookman, who was your top goal scorer last year, and you signed Skamaka. I I don't know where the convincing is of how you convince this guy that you're going to still start him. I don't understand that situation he he's probably the best choice that would fit for all parties for him to come here i'm also talking cost wise it just i i think i think it would obviously work well for us um i'm not saying he's going to be elite in any way but i think he'll be a good fit for us it's just again he might not come either that's lately what's been reported but i'll ask you scott i'm still keeping this in the back of my mind there is one striker that still does not have a home I know cost is, the cost-wise would be unfitting for a club. I don't know if there has to be an extra effort or play or his salary being paid by his current club, who to me is definitely better than Zapata, especially in Serie A. I think he's Lukaku. That's the one. Maybe his <laughs> attitude may not be the best. He may not last more than a year, but this is this is the situation you are in. Do you try to go for it? Because certainly, certainly, I would. Given what we're go- what we're going through with, with even with Zapata, I, I certainly would make an effort or an attempt. I I don't know if there is one. There's always those small talks about it. His salary is enormous. I get it, but he would certainly do better for us than I, I think Zapata would. Honestly, I, I mean. I've seen everything a lot more from him in the last three years and I have Zapata, even on his good years. I know he played for a better team. But what are your thoughts? I think he would probably work well. It's just, I, I don't know if they'll be able to bring him in. Um, it's a tough one. Tough. Oh, I went Spanish there. It's a tough one because um, he's, what, 
twenty is he thirty yet? Twenty nine thirty. He's just hit thirty, I think. Mm. Chelsea won him oh, off he's the board. Twenty nine going on to thirty. Yeah. Uh, for me personally, I wouldn't. Um, he had a good what last six to eight weeks of the season after a terrible first five to six months of the season where he got injured and struggled with fitness and form. He only pretty much kicked into form when Inter kicked into form. Um, For me personally, I wouldn't touch it. I wouldn't go anywhere near it. I just think it's a a very high-risk move. Okay, fair enough. I I do think he did struggle with injuries uh, at Inter at the beginning, and I think once he resolved it, he became what he was under Antonio Conte, and he tore up Serie A the last six to eight weeks, but so did Inter start doing better. I think once he got past his injuries and he finally was able to resolve them, he became what we know. It's just... Uh, Scott, I, I personally think he's better than Zapata or what he's shown in Serie A, but not even that case. I, I know he's he's he doesn't ha- he hasn't had the greatest of attitudes. I understand it. Just what do we do at this case? If we don't get Zapata, I don't even know what other options are out there, and we certainly need a striker. This is the problem. He's the only buddy. He's the only one I know that would fit that doesn't have a home because Chelsea doesn't want him, and no one's gonna buy him. Everyone, I think it's clear that he's not gonna go to Juventus. Unless things turn, I, I think Vlaovic is staying. I know there was that whole rumor, but he still needs a home. So where do you go from here? This is the problem. We 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 seem to struggle to get Zapata. What's next? That's the issue. We don't have the greatest scouting department to to get someone younger. So I, I think we we got to just try to go all in and either get Zapata, if not try Lukaku, because I, I can't find any alternatives at this point. Up until last week, Diego Costa was available, but sadly he's just now signed for a club in Brazil. That could have been fun. <laughs> uh, talk about aging striker, Scott. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. He, he was 34. But by the way, he signed for Botafogo, um, who I think are top in Brazil, if my memory serves me right. Yeah, they're top in Brazil. Yeah, they are. And absolutely flying. They are 11 points clear of Palmeiras, which is fun. Um, but, yeah, we need the, the It's a striker situation that needs to be sorted out ASAP. Um, Marcus Leonardo for January would be amazing. Um, I think the deal what I saw was, what was it, 10 million euros? Uh, I saw 10 and probably bonuses, bonuses. but uh, they'll, they'll agree with something on that figure. The only thing I'll say, Scott, and we haven't mentioned it, is Thiago Pinto did give uh, some words before the match yesterday, and I think he, I think he's, like, calm about it. Um, I mean, maybe he has to be, like, in front of, you know, the public, but he mm. seems very calm about situations, so I believe they'll they'll come up with something that, it's going to make everybody happy. It just, the words kind of come for me a little yesterday. Um, I hope that's the case, but again, we'll see. We got what, uh, we have like 10 days left, 11 days. Till yeah. The end. So we'll, I guess we'll see what happens this week. Also, I have the feeling that Gasparini doesn't want to sell Zapata to Roma. 
Oh, probably not. And um, I always hate Gasparini. I mean, I think he just truly just hates every team. <laughs> it's just he's like this. I, I don't know. I just, it's crazy. Anyways, it's, uh, it's the situation when you battle other Italian teams. They don't want to make you stronger. So I get it. I, I guess he'll sit on the bench at Atalanta because I, I truly believe he won't be the main starter there. I just, oh, I can't God, see no. That. When you've got exactly. Bilal, Bilal Torre, Lookman, uh, Charles de Catalare, and Gianluca Scamacca up front, yeah, you're f- him and Morial are fifth and sixth choice. The only thing is Torre has a long injury. He's out three uh, or four months. But again, this puts Zapata to not first choice as what the reports are saying he's promised, but he's more third, fourth choice. Because you're not again, you can about. I don't know how you bench your your best striker, uh, which was Lookman. Lookman was their highest goal scorer, if I'm not mistaken, even over Hoyland. And you just brought in Skamaka for huge money, and you brought in the Catalare. So, and Zapata only played 45 minutes yesterday. Your main guy only playing a half. I don't know. And they didn't score with him. They actually scored when he was on the bench. So. We'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens. This is probably a negotiation tactic or something, but Roma have to find a situation because they have to solve this within 10 days. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Completely agree. Um, Should we go to listeners' questions? Yeah. Uh, Before we wrap this up, I didn't want to do a longer pod because we've done quite a long, a few long pods recently. Uh, I sent out a tweet uh, when did I send that? This afternoon? Yeah, this afternoon. Well, uh, we got some, we got some, que- uh, some questions. Um, Samuel Fear, aka at Forever AS Roma, would LP7 still be considered a guaranteed spot in our strongest lineup? Uh, it's it's hard to say. It's uh, it depends on Sanchez and Awar of how quickly they adapt. But he can easily lose a spot in terms of talent. But being the captain of Rome and being so close to Mourinho, the spot, uh, the club, I don't think he loses it. But he definitely has competition for him. It's tough to say now, but I can see him uh, talent wise again losing it. Just will he actually lose it? Will they make the choice to bench him? I'm not so sure about that. No, I think he is a starter. He will come in straight away into that midfield. You have Cristante. I think you pretty much have all six midfielders in Roma aligned, would you agree, with Cristante and Paredes, um, Uwa and Renato Sanchez and Bove and Pellegrini, or to that sort of extent. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can sort of, I, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, so I think he, he comes in. He, he's played deeper before. I think he, I think he's better when he's played deeper, because he can see the pitch from further away and see his passes and stuff like that. Um, I think he struggled a bit last season when he was playing a bit further forward and a bit isolated, and him and Dybala up front, I didn't think at times worked together. Um, but that's just me. That Other people may agree or disagree. Um, Dabala Jules, whose birthday it was yesterday, so happy birthday, Teo. Um, 
Happy birthday, Sam. Uh, who was the best? Who was the best? Who was the best or worst on on the pitch yesterday? Oh, the worst is uh, is quite easy. I think it was the wing backs that started uh, Spinazzola yeah. and uh, Christensen. I thought Christensen was horrible. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought he was really bad. I hate to say it. I'm, I'm look. He needs time to adapt, but. By the game itself, I thought he was nowhere to be found. He looks a little bit out of shape. I don't know if it's just me. He looked a little bit out of shape, a little bit legged, let's say. Just uh, just a very tough game for him. And I thought Spinazzola, I, I don't know what's wrong with him, Scott. I, I've lost I've lost a lot of faith in him. I, I don't know what's wrong with him. Can't beat his man. Struggled, in a good cross. struggled to control the ball on more than one occasion yesterday. Yeah, and he's always trying the same trick and it just doesn't work. And he's getting... Uh, shielded off the ball. I, I don't know, uh, Scott. I'm. I've, I don't know. I'm very. I was very disappointed in both of them, and I'm. I'm extremely worried about the wing back situation. That Karsdorp is still one of our best ones, and I. I don't know. We. We just need to find a solution. But certainly, to Theo's question, those two were the worst. Um, the best. Belotti. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You. I think. I guess you go ahead with the worst, and then we'll go to the best. Bolotti was the best. There For was sure. quite. There was quite a few who struggled. Um, Bove struggled because I think Salernitana targeted him with some high press, which they did work well in, until he was substituted. I think Salernitana did have two men on him when he tried to tried to on the controllable, and also I think he he sort of struggled with a bit of the physicality. Um, Spinazzola struggled as he trailed. Tried to control the ball a few times and failed miserably. Uh, and also, I feel Mancini at times struggled, but because he got pulled away by his def- uh, by an attacker, and he should have scored that chance in the first half. Oh, certainly, certainly, and uh, it's those the chances we have to take. Uh, he was certainly, he was certainly, Bellotti was certainly back again to being the best. Um, I was going to ask you, Scott, is who do you think of the subs were the best? Because we know it changed the game, right? Who do you think of the subs were the best? Paredes. Okay. How about yourself? Yeah, I'll go with Paredes. I see more potential in terms of what's going to help us the most, certainly in Renato Sanchez, but yeah. that game specifically, definitely Paredes. I will give a good shout-out to Zaleski. I've always had a little bit of doubts last season, but he looked pretty good yesterday. He beat his guy quite a bit. Uh, the only thing is I think we have to work on is I think our wingback, Scott, should in training round, just the whole practice, just cross the ball. Crosses, yes. <laughs> cross the ball. We only score, I think, on crosses when it's a set piece yeah. because they're not taken by our wingbacks. They're either Pellegrini, Dybala, or yesterday. I know War was a bit iffy on those, but when Paredes came in, he took over and he did a he did a wonderful job. There was one hour corner which he did aim to the back post and we knew he scored from. Oh, that's so, right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it was the it was uh, flipped on back by Smalling, right? Yeah, and then and then Mancini blazed it over the bar. Um, Adam Khan, who has the best name for a Twitter handle, Adam Balls one eight two. Uh, he said, best has to be Bellotti. Mancini is my boy, but misses an open goal and is caught out for the first goal. Spinazzola runs him close for worst. Yeah, I certainly agree with Adam. It, he definitely was the worst. I think all Roma fans uh, all Roma fans feel that way. We need to uh, 
we need to look at that situation and hopefully something can change. Right, I've got two more. Uh, Leo, uh, IGN80081756. Uh, we've got a few questions in this one. What do you think of Christensen? I think we need a right-back attacking player, so we need Karlsdorp and hope not Sal. And also, Spin at Soda, what should we do? And Bove, how do we use? CDM? CM? Uh, we kind of answered that, but to, to go back to it, uh, Christensen, uh, he was awful. Uh, again, needs time to adapt, but he was terrible yesterday. Spinazzola wasn't great either, and he hasn't been good for a very long time. He had spells of decent games, and when he does, we win. But again, those are few and far between. He had a brilliant game against Inter. We won 2-1, had a brilliant cross to Dybala, but played well that game. He had another brilliant game against uh, Red Bull Salzburg when we, when we uh, overturned the deficit. He was good, but those are few and far between. That's the last great game I've seen from him. Um, maybe I'm missing one. But if it were me, Scott, in a perfect world, I would sell him to a Saudi club. Uh, they show an interest or some where he can get some money and get another wing back, at least one. For the right back, right wing back situation, I guess we got to see. We there's no way we can change it. We just got Christensen. I don't think they'll they'll change anything about it. But if what I see out of him continues, Scott, our best wing back offensively is still going to be Karsdorp, and our best wing back probably defensively, and you know being able to defend games is probably still going to be Chelik. And what mm. to do with uh, Bove? Uh, we said it earlier. I think he's somebody who you bring in the 70, 75th minute as that, uh, you know, as Mourinho says, that sick dog. And just let him break up any, any, just have him break up any fluidity, any fluidity of play. That's what he's best for. I don't think you'll, you'll, uh, you'll go, uh, not that he won't be great, maybe the smaller teams as well, but that's his best suited spot is come in the 70, 75th minute, maybe play against smaller teams, even small in Salernitana, and give guys a rest. But uh, he's really good at breaking a play. I'd keep him at center mid and just re- just cause havoc and, you know, make sure to defend the lead when we're up. Yeah, completely agree. Um, our final point, I, I don't think it's a question, it's just an observation from Paul Jones. Uh, both Salantana goals could have been avoided, his run not tracked for the first and given too much space for the second, even though they were both excellent finishes. Not sure if Smallman was carrying a knock, but I was surprised he was substituted. Uh, sorry, Scott, you, you cut out there. Uh, repeat, who, uh, who oh, was it? Oh, Paul Jones. Oh, okay, so, and, wh- and which player? Uh, Smallman was carrying a knock, but oh, I was, Smallin. yeah. Okay, yeah. Um... He he looked all right, but not the smalling that we're used to. Um, I I don't remember seeing a knock, so maybe if he did, it made sense. But I I sort of agreed with the substitution. We were down and we needed to keep the ball, and Cristante was looking all right at center back to kind of dictate play because he's good with the ball at his feet and making long range outlet passes. So I'm actually in agreement with the substitution. Not that smalling played bad. I just think of the uh, the situation we were in. Um, I think it kind of needed it, and it's a good option going forward now that we have Paredes. So I didn't mind it, but uh, I'm hoping we see the best out of Smalling what we're used to in the next coming up games. Yeah, completely agree. Uh, just to give you a heads up, Captain America has just scored for AC Milan. 
I saw apparently it was a wonder goal. I haven't uh, looked at it though yet. I'm going to see no. after we're recording. Uh, after we finish recording, I will check this out. Um, thank you to the guys for sending the questions. It really is appreciated. Jerry, do you have anything more to add before we wrap up? Uh, you know what? Yeah, might as well. I, I still try to follow all the the news while we're while we're speaking. And again, Calcio Mercado is saying that there's no doubts or problems from Zapata. He accepted all the agreements with Roma, and they're just waiting for him to move to the capital. So it's really an ongoing saga of who's right, who's wrong, if he's going to come or not. But uh, every reporter is has conflicting words, so we'll see what goes on. Fingers crossed. The striker situation. Is sorted by the end of the week because it's been dragging on for a long, long time. Um, guys, you can follow us at themagicast.com. You can find all our previous episodes on the website. And you, you can find us on all pa- podcast platforms, so Apple, SoundCloud, Spotify, etc., etc. Joey, thank you very much for joining me on this Monday evening. It's been an absolute pleasure. Catch us back. It's back with a bang. Calcio is back, and don't worry, Roma fans. I I think we're we're gonna have a pretty positive season. We think if we get everything sorted out, then we'll we'll have much more exciting play from them this year. Yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed. It's not. It's a small bump. It's not the end of the world. At least we didn't lose away at Lecce. Ah, way to end it off, Scott. That's great. <laughs> way to end it off. Uh, enjoy the rest of the week, guys. We'll speak next week. Ciao. Ciao.